Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. It's Dress Rehearsal on KBFG Seattle, and I'm Lorenzo Marasso. Rehearsal is a new classical music program here on 107.3 KBFG Seattle. And here is your host, Lorenzo Marasso. I am a concert pianist, an orchestra conductor, and a music lover. You're probably used to listening not to classical music on this station, and I hope that this program and the music that is presented with it will engage you and tickle your interest. The idea is to enlighten the listeners with new sounds that do not necessarily have a drum or a constant beat to follow, but they are more sounding like a piano or a violin or a flute or all of those instruments together or a big orchestra. So if you bear with me every week, I will present you with a lot of interesting music that falls under the spectrum of what is commonly known as classical music. Not only, but occasionally on the show we will have guests like performers or composers that will have a chance to present their own work and recordings. So if you're either a performer or a composer and you would like to appear on the show, feel free to email me at Lorenzo, which is spelled L-O-R-E-N-Z-O, at K-B-F-G dot O-R-G. And I will get back to you as soon as possible and hopefully give you a chance to appear on the show. Today's program is dedicated to pianist Eleonore Bindman. Miss Bindman is a pianist, an educator, and a recording artist. Originally from Riga, Latvia, Miss Bindman is now based in New York City. She's known worldwide for her continued passion with the music of Johann Sebastian Bach and for her dedication in creating transcriptions of Bach's orchestral music for either piano solo or for piano duet. Miss Beinman's arrangement of the six Brandenburg concertos by Johann Sebastian Bach was a very extensive project that took several years to complete. The transcriptions were further recorded by her, along with fellow pianist Jenny Lane, and the album was released in the year 2018 by recording label Grand Piano, and was later declared by Pianist Magazine as breathtaking in its sheer precision and vitality. Thank you. 
This is Dress Rehearsal on KBFG Seattle, and this is your host, Lorenzo Marasso. Today's program is dedicated to pianist Eleonore Beinman. And you have just listened to the last movement of Johann Sebastian Bach's Brandenburg Concerto No. 2 in the transcription for piano duet by Eleonore Beinman, performed here on KBFG Seattle by pianist Eleonore Beinman and Jenny Lynn. When did the Johann Sebastian Bach's love started? Well, I guess there are different kinds of love and, and the, the one that's lasting and hard to talk about, I guess, started from the very beginning. There's something, there was something in his music that of course I always had to play when I was in school. Every year we had several tests for instrumentalists and one was, it was called the studies and Bach test. So you had to play Bach and some studies for technique. So I always was playing something by Bach and um, I always enjoyed listening to it and the language, because as you know, the language of Bach is so different from any other composer that it's really hard to explain why it affects us in a certain way, but it certainly affects us very differently than other music, which appeals to the emotions. You know, I think that Bach has this true kind of element to him because there's no positive or negative emotion. It's just uplifting and kind of cleansing for lack of a better word, but it, it's difficult to put words into one's perception of Bach and, and the language.
This is Dress Rehearsal on KBFG Seattle, and this is your host, Lorenzo Marasso. Today's program is dedicated to pianist Eleonore Beinmann. And you have just listened to the second movement of Johann Sebastian Bach's Brandenburg Concerto No. 5 in the transcription for piano duet by Eleonore Beinmann, performed here on KBFG Seattle by pianist Eleonore Beinmann and Jenny Lynn. I was born in the former Soviet Union in Riga, Latvia, and I was one of those kids who uh, was exposed to all kinds of musical games. My grandmother would ask me to repeat melodies and tap out rhythms since I was maybe three or four, and then I was accepted into the Latvian music school. And then um, at the age of 14, I came over to the States, and uh, I was accepted as scholarship students at uh, the Lucy Moses School. Um, Brighton Lincoln Center, and I just kept um, playing piano and went to NYU for my undergraduate degree, a high school of performing arts, which was a very nice experience here in New York City. And I always studied with uh, the Russian school pianist. My first teacher was used to study with the assistant to Heinrich Neuhaus, who wrote a very interesting book about pianists, and he's revered. He was a teacher of Richter and Gillows and some other Russian luminaries. And um, when I came here, I studied with Lev Natochene, who studied with Lev Oborin, another Russian um, school luminary. And then my last teacher was uh, Vladimir Feltzman, whose teacher was uh, Jacob Fleer, also in the Moscow Conservatory. So I kind of I didn't manage to escape this Russian piano pedigree. And um, as I was at NYU, I really was never a musical scholar. Um, I was more kind of experientially enjoying playing and enjoying life. But I always loved feeling this uh, power that comes maybe to pianists because they can play orchestral work. So even when I was at NYU, I transcribed some works for piano, including Mussorgsky, Night and Bold Mountain, just because I wanted to play them. And that's kind of what I've been doing since then. I try to find music that I enjoy and play it, and sometimes it led to transcriptions, I guess. Your transcriptions of the Bach Brandenburg concertos are not the only one existing, as the German composer Max Reger did also a similar operation during his lifetime. In particular, when did you start thinking about transcribing the Brandenburg Concertos and what are the differences from the regular transcription compared to yours? Um, I started thinking about uh, transcribing them after I realized that it's been several times when my partner, my forehand piano partner and I tried to play through them because I've always wanted to program them in a recital. And every time we played through them, it was just, not viable because the primo part was full of notes and you couldn't even see the counterpoint and the secondo part was most of the time just the continual bass octaves and it really wasn't an interesting collaboration for us Um, and uh, i think the third time that we tried to play through them i just decided that i'm going to try to start uh, to edit the regular transcription. And I was planning on including concerto number two in F major at a three concert box series that I was curating. And then I really took a very good look at the score. I realized that I couldn't just edit it because I didn't really see in regular score what I needed to see what was essential. So 
when I looked at the orchestral score, I realized that I just need to start from scratch. So I did one of that concerto number two first. And then after we performed it, I understood that I really have to um, do the rest of the concertos because I realized by looking for them and looking for performances on YouTube, you know, in Amazon catalogs, that there is no recording of the Rager version by anyone of note, uh, and there aren't any live performances, and there are so many pianists that we know that are famous, duos or not duos, that have been, would have played and recorded this music because it's so wonderful. And I realized that I'm not the only one that must think that they're not really up to par. Right. So uh, I, when I realized that there were no performances and realized that other people must agree that this is a viable version, I decided that since I'm interested in playing it myself, I just have to attempt to make that transcription.
This is Dress Rehearsal on KBFG Seattle, and this is your host, Lorenzo Marasso. Today's program is dedicated to pianist Eleonore Beinmann. And you have just listened to the first movement of Johann Sebastian Bach's Brandenburg Concerto No. 4 in the transcription for piano duet by Eleonore Beinmann, performed here on KBFG Seattle by pianist Eleonore Beinmann and Jenny Lynn. The success and reach of the Brandenburg duets led Miss Beinmann to create further transcriptions, in particular a version for solo piano of the complete cello suites by Johann Sebastian Bach. Yes, it, you know, it's interesting because the Brandenburgs took such a long time to transcribe and to bring out and to record that in a way I welcomed little digressions and I've done some straight transcriptions uh, of different kinds and actually simplifying some because I realized that their repertoire of Bach that he's written, the original repertoire is quite difficult for most people, even the two-hand, two-part inventions can be difficult for some people, especially adult amateurs. And um, he did, of course, write some teaching pieces, the Anna Magdalena book, et cetera. But I started writing some little reductions, distillations, so to speak, of his orchestral war scroll called Stepping Stones to Bach. And um, in those, and they were very well received by a lot of uh, amateur pianists. And those in turn included two movements from the cello suites. And then people have told me that their favorite parts were playing cello suites, which are of course, mostly one note at a time. And uh, because of that, some of my social media followers actually suggested that I transcribe all of the cello suites, which to me was a big surprise because I didn't think that people would want that on the piano. You know, the cello suites are kind of the holy grail of the cellists. But then I realized that it might be a very good idea and very helpful for those who are learning the piano because they won't have to deal with the difficulty, the logistic, the pressure of the counterpoint, which some people can't even get past. And they could just relax and enjoy playing the Bach and study them kind of through the piano lens, which really shows the structure of the pieces so beautifully. So I did transcribe and record them. And that didn't take nearly as much time as the Brandenburgs, of course, because you don't have to comb through all of the clefts of the orchestral score. And that came out last um, fall. It came out in October of 2020. And in three months, it was the three-year bestseller for Grant Piano Records. It was very popular with people, of course, because of the cello suites. But I find that it's a very different type of a transcription and involves different skills and different considerations. Um, and also kind of put me on this track of how can I make more Bach accessible to people through piano transcriptions.
This is Dress Rehearsal on KBFG Seattle, and this is your host, Lorenzo Marasso. Today's program is dedicated to pianist Eleonore Beinmann. And you have just listened to the prelude from Johann Sebastian Bach Cello Suite No. 1, transcribed for piano solo by Eleonore Beinmann, performed here on KBFG Seattle by pianist Eleonore Beinmann. Historically, transcription were used by composers as a tool that allowed them a variety of tasks. For example, Franz Liszt transcribed several symphonic works for piano solo, like the Symphonie Fantastique by Hector Berlioz, which was a way for him to enjoy performing them on the piano. Johannes Brahms similarly transcribed all of his symphonies for piano duet so that he could perform them with another pianist and for a small audience. Other uses of transcriptions were academic uh, for students to study a particular work by Beethoven or Brahms or anyone else. Shostakovich, for example, did a lot of transcriptions for piano duet so that he could play them uh, during his classes at the Moscow Conservatoire. Recordings and the possibility of a mechanical reproduction of a symphonic work have uh, kind of diminished the necessity of these transcriptions and composers have, in a way, stopped creating them today. How useful do you think your transcription will be, and to which audience and to which users are they directed to? Of course, Bach himself transcribed a lot of his works, yes. because as you said before, he, this absolute music, he transcribed it from one, one instrument to another, not only for the keyboard, and absolutely in the 19th century, when the piano came to be, you know, the like the television is, or had become in the 20th century, um, after the radio, I think every bourgeois, you know, semi-well-to-do person in Europe in the 1800s had a piano. And not only was it a vehicle for composers to present their symphonies to sell, but it was also a vehicle for composers to show them to their friends. You know, the Russian Mighty Five, They people got together and played their own works on four hands. And that was just a tradition you know, in the household, siblings took piano lessons and played for hand. So the piano was a medium to introduce symphonic works to the households, as well as um, to other composers and the, the audience. And of course, with radio, um, that need ceased to exist. So and pianos didn't really enjoy the same popularity after all that because people had other things to do which didn't require the level of skill and practicing so um transcription for pianos nowadays obviously fulfills a very different function but um i do think that as far as educating the audience um, with the output of any composer transcription plays an important role because people get exposed to a wide variety of body works of the same composer. I think instrumentalists very often are limited to getting to know a composer through their own instrument. And of course, it's not the best way for everyone um, to do that. And Bach, of course, wrote all these wonderful cantatas and the Brandenburgs, which, to be honest, until I started transcribing them, I wasn't that familiar with them. I knew some of the most important movements, but I never heard number six, for example. I had no idea what the interpretation is, nor did I know how absolutely 
breathtakingly beautiful the slow movements of the Brandenburgs are. I just didn't know. Um, had I not tried to play them on the piano, I, I don't think I'd, I'd know about them. So I think it's really important for pianists especially to be exposed to different types of box output by being able to participate in the music making of it. Because as you know, when you listen to something, it's it's one type of an experience, but when you're actually trying to play it, it's very different. And actually one of the reasons why I did the Stepping Stones to Bach was because I think it's very important for children to be able to play something that they hear. And um, if they hear the Brandenburg number three theme, for example, and then they can play the theme really well, it's, you know, a, a 16 measure theme, but if they can play it, then they listen to it differently with a different level of emotional participation and understanding. Um, I actually have, um, with my cello suites, I quote Rosalind Turek, who is one of my idols. <laughs> and she said that um, it's very important to be able to play Bach well, to, to be educated with his output as a whole. And I think a lot of pianists and keyboardists don't really get an adequate exposure to the rest of his music. Other than the fact that the regular transcription maybe is not the best, um, the sixth concerto in particular, which I think we're about to hear next, really blossoms in the piano transcription because it's orchestrated only for strings with soloists who played a canon in the same octave. And really, when you're listening to the orchestral version, you can barely hear what's going on. And the regular transcription keeps the two voices in the same octave, so you cannot hear the canon of the themes at all. So just by changing the octaves in the, of one of the uh, iterations of the theme, which is what you do a lot when you transcribe for piano, it sounds like almost a completely different piece of music. And usually, since this piece is an E-flat major, a lot of pieces written for strings that are in flat keys are a lot more cumbersome to play, whereas on the piano, they blossom particularly. So I think it came out really beautifully um, in, in the forehand piano rendition.
This is Dress Rehearsal on KBFG Seattle, and this is your host, Lorenzo Marasso. Today's program is dedicated to pianist Eleonore Beinman. And you have just listened to the first movement of Johann Sebastian Bach, Brandenburg Concerto No. 6, in the transcription for piano duet by Eleonore Beinman, performed here on KBFG Seattle by pianist Eleonore Beinman and Jenny Lynn. I guess this is probably a rhetorical question, but <laughs> here it is. Is Bach still relevant today? Actually, as far as the relevance, I've been doing uh, a video a week on social media called Monday Morning Bach. And actually, recently, I, I formed a Facebook group um, for that and we, for amateur pianists specifically, because one of the things that I feel passionately about is that more people need to validate their music making and you know people who are not the top three percent of the pianists who are stars you know I, those are wonderful people who work very hard and everybody bases kind of their level especially adult amateurs they compare themselves to these people who've been playing pianos for 10 hours a day for decades and there's no way that they could have the same type of uh, technique so i think it's very important to validate that you know the 98 percent of music lovers who are, don't play perfectly uh, but still like to make music and kind of help them get rid of these self you know flagellating self-critical states and just make music making more enjoyable which is why i like to simplify bach you know within reason so um it's really great that you're bringing out programs like yours and and there are more people playing piano now and buying pianos uh, apparently because of covid and i'm hoping to help people bring their their love of music into their performance and not their um, judgment of whether they play as good as, you know, Lang Lang. Thank you. 
This is Dress Rehearsal on KBFG Seattle, and this is your host, Lorenzo Morasso. Today's program is dedicated to pianist Eleonore Beinmann. And you have just listened to the third movement of Johann Sebastian Bach's Brandenburg Concerto No. 5 in the transcription for piano duet by Eleonore Beinmann, performed here on KBFG Seattle by pianist Eleonore Beinmann and Jenny Lynn. I hope you have enjoyed meeting our guest, pianist Eleonore Beinmann, and enjoy getting to know her and listening to her back transcriptions. For now, I leave you with the sparkling last movement from Johann Sebastian Bach's Brandenburg Concerto No. 3 in the transcription for piano duet by Eleonore Beinmann, performed here on KBFG Seattle by pianist Eleonore Beinmann and Jenny Lynn. And I look forward to seeing you next week for another episode of Dress Rehearsal here on KBFG Seattle.